In last week's gospel, we heard the principle of justice as the judge gave the just judgment to the widow. And that theme carries on through all three of this week's readings. The opening line in the first reading says, the Lord is the God of justice. And in the second reading, St. Paul tells us what we're so familiar with. I have competed well, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith, and a crown of righteousness awaits for me from God who is just the just judge. In the gospel, we see that the tax collector goes home justified and the Pharisee does not. And that justice that we receive, that we all want, that we're all looking for, that comes from God, we ask for at the beginning of every Mass so that we can receive our Lord worthily. We ask, I ask that I be justified, that I experience God's mercy and forgiveness, that all of you are justified, that each one of you say the same thing about each other, and we're in union with the whole church. Even before we do the penitential rite, we all gather together as one people throughout the whole world. Our first act of worship is everybody getting together in church before we sing the first hymn. And so we unite together, as Father mentioned, this is World Mission Sunday, but we can't forget that whole principle of justice and how we treat others, how they deserve to be treated, how we deserve to be treated, <clears throat> that we are conforming to the truth and that we want for us and for everyone else the same thing. And so that principle does apply to World Mission Sunday. And if you read Father's email or read the bulletin, he talks about the fact that Pope Pius XI introduced World Mission Sunday in 1926 for us to come together to recommit what we are as Catholic Christians to help other people in other parts of the world, to celebrate our solidarity, our union, our Catholicity, and to remember that our mission is to help and go out. And at the end, that's what we say, go out and serve, take Christ to others. And so that's what we practice when we contribute to the World Mission Sunday. And even though we contribute as a group and our money goes to the Vatican and it's distributed to the world missions wherever they are in need, we may give $20 that goes to help and repair a chapel in Fiji or that helps missionaries in Peru, or maybe just to the sisters in Kenya, Africa that are taking care of orphan children. And our biggest contributions over the last several years is to help with the missions in the Philippines, the Lingap Center, and I know how much that is appreciated. I was talking to John Drake yesterday and we were talking about Mission Sunday and he was telling about a couple of mission appeals that he's done recently and how much what we contribute. We may not be missionaries and have the mission of going somewhere else in the world. We may stay right here, help the people in our community, but our money does the walking to the other parts of the world. And John told me how important it is each one of your hands are in lifting that children up out of the gutter, putting clothes on their back, giving them an education or feeding them. And so even though you may not think very much about contributing and where it goes or how it's used, he wants everybody to know how important your actions are. But at this moment, we have even a greater mission, a greater mission that's in our own backyard, that's in our state. And as you've heard so many times, 
about Proposal C or Proposal 3 that we're here. Our mission is to provide justice for the unborn child, to treat that child with the same respect in what is due the sacredness of life, and that it's only just that they be allowed to be born. And from the videos and the presentations by the bishop and the professionals and Father Tim, we've all heard of the different problems with Proposal 3 and the things that are being hidden from us. But there's one area that's hidden or given very little attention to that's kind of dear to me, and that's how the facilities of these abortion clinics are regulated or in fact not regulated at all. And so in my career, um, I've cared for the health of animals and every so often I have to take a federal test about how animals are treated, the different aspects of animal husbandry and animal medicine and animal care. And one of the tests that I took recently happened to be about the transportation of animals. And the sad part was after taking the test, and I did pass, uh, that <clears throat> the rules and regulations for the treatment of animals going in transportation, whether they're going to slaughter or they're going to some other destination, are stricter than the rules in abortion facilities. And we just can't let that happen. The only way we can stop that particular lack of regulation by our government is, is to stop abortion. And that's so important to me because I have to make sure that what I'm saying and I'm signing on the dotted line that these animals are being taken care of properly and our sisters, our mothers, our daughters are not, just, it's just not right. And so we have to be adamant in our mission to provide justice, and that justice means that we have to make sure those children are born and given <clears throat> the proper treatment and life that we all want. We're here because somebody made a decision that we will be born. And so we have to double down on our commitments to make sure that the proposal gets defeated. And at the end of life, as Catholics, as Christians, as members of the body of Christ, we will face that judgment, and we have to decide whether we're going to treat the poor with justice and treat the unborn with justice. And as St. John Paul the Great said, if we don't have the right to life, no other rights matter. We have to defeat Proposal 3.